tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, After Buzzers! Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's After Show for our favorite WGN show, Manhattan. Today we are doing episode Brooklyn. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, I have... Hey, what's up, guys? It's Alina Vision. Alina, we're back. Episode Brooklyn. First of all, quick thoughts. What did you think of this? I loved it, actually. Um, This might have been my favorite show of the season so far. Really? This episode? Yeah. I mean, okay. so much happened. I think, you know, we got a lot of, there's a lot of reveals. There was a mm-hmm. lot of things kind of coming to fruition. Um, I liked it. What about you? I liked it, too. We finally kind of got a physical, actual test, but no explosion. <laughs> um, we're getting there, knowing that they're literally building it to the, we're, we're catching up to what the first scene that this show started off with this season, the, right. the actual Trinity test. And we're getting closer. I'm excited. But we're still not there. So close. We're so, so close. <laughs> so close. But we do realize that we move so far in the future again. Yeah. Uh, two months. So a lot can happen in two months. Exactly. But I'm glad they didn't do all the flashbacks saying catching us up because I guess a lot, not a lot, a lot happened. happened, right? Other it's a lot the, of science. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the fact that Frank is not in the army anymore. He's mm-hmm. back on Team Little Boy. Yeah. What do you think of him back in his, you know, old quarters and working away again? I like having Frank back, but I'm kind of sad for Helen that, you know, she's not at the head of the group anymore and she's no. back under Frank and he's doing his thing, looking out for Frank. Mm-hmm. And Frank's agenda, um, yeah. which I liked the fact that Helen called him out on that. I love it. Yeah. Even though she's not in position of power anymore. Because, right. Of course, it was taken over by a man, um, which is <laughs> very frustrating. Right. Um, I like that she still had the audacity. And, you know, she does have that place and she's earned that right to call him out on his crap. Right. Exactly. You're like, I know exactly what you did. You purposely sabotaged that test. And I'm glad it came from her. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think she's the only person who will say it straight and not sugarcoat Right, exactly. She is, that's what I love about her character. She's able to stand up to the men and kind of stand toe-to-toe with them and not really, you know, give a hoot as to what they think about her. She's going to say it like, like it is. So, yeah, love it, Helen. What do you think of her new boo? Her new boyfriend. <laughs> I always knew something was a little fishy I with know. him. We were yeah, questioning it we last were questioning episode. That. We're like, he he's so he seems so random and so not exactly. her type in a way. Maybe physically, physically her but type, but yeah, just. She's a physicist, he's a lawyer, lawyer. and it was just which, so random from him to be there, kind of, and then really honing in on her. And asking personal things. Right. But a little too personal. 
He, I mean, he stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And to the point where, like, yeah, we knew it. <laughs> there is another spy, and he is one of and them. And he is it. Kind of had a sneaking feeling it was him. This episode we learn it is him. He yeah. is Perseus. The one thing that I didn't know, or I maybe I just didn't pick up on, was when, um, not Crossley, um... Meeks. Meeks. When Meeks is reading yeah. uh, Nora's kind of journal about all of them, mm-hmm. um, I didn't get that from the boyfriend's character, like everything that he was, you know, everything she wrote. So that's why I was like, oh, maybe it's not him. Right. Or maybe, yeah, maybe he's just another spy on the hill. Again, right. I always question how many people, how many people right. are actually spies exactly. on this hill. Yeah, and they're just popping out out of the Everywhere, world. yeah. But uh, to your point that, like, all those characteristics she was reading from, mm-hmm. or he was reading, Meeks was reading from the book, uh, that we didn't, we, the audience, didn't spend enough screen time with the new boyfriend that we can't even remember his name. <laughs> we apologize, but we, yeah. we didn't get enough screen time with him to get all those characteristics and make, put right. two and two together. Yeah. So I get that. But he's a spy. He's he's leaving town with Meeks, but we'll, we'll definitely we'll get into, into that. Meeks. Yeah. But uh, let's really get with Crosley and he now I love how Beaker came back yeah because I liked his character for that one episode very antagonistic a good foil to um, Frank in the prison what do you think of Beaker's appearance I'm glad he's back. I think it definitely adds another layer to kind of what was going on at the time with the whole espionage and trying to figure out and mm-hmm. um He's definitely like you know what's going to be the new CIA type of agent and kind of recruiting Crosley for that. I love his character. I mean, you can tell he is a psychologist. That's what he said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely is able to get into people's minds as he did with Frank very that he very did. well. That yeah, he did. he did, and I think he's able to tell that Crosley would make a good um, agent. I, I think it was great, and I, mm-hmm. I kind of liked this pairing just for, it felt like the Hardy Boys in a way. It did. Like, it was a good feel on on, on yeah. the screen. Absolutely. Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of, I don't want to say bromance, but, like, I like this pairing. It's like, I kind of just want to see them together and do more fun, crazy crap. Right. They <laughs> played they off of each other yeah, really, really well, well. and they're, they worked good together. Yeah. They're on yeah. screen, just acting chemistry-wise mm-hmm. was it was really on point. Um, but they apprehend Mr. Victor Green, who, as we know, is also the the character sketch of the boy mm-hmm. um, who pointed out, you know, the witness a couple episodes ago. When, right. When we thought he was going to point out Meeks, it actually turns out to be Mr. Mr. Green. Victor Green. Yeah. What do you think of this whole interrogation scene with Green and how they how Darrow even got involved in all this? So at the beginning, liked it, definitely. Um, he wasn't saying anything. Nope. He was, you know, holding the line. He was trying to kill himself. Yeah, I know. He had the he pill. He was about to take the like, pill, and nope. they got him right before he took the pill, which I'm glad about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when he was talking to Crosley on his own, he let the cat out of the bag, which is kind of like, come on, Spy 101, you don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't sh- let him know you know any personal information about them. But lo and behold, you know, Crosley was able to figure out he knows something about me, which means I probably know whoever the spy is, mm-hmm. the other spy is. Um, so I thought that exchange was really cool. But I didn't get why Darrow went and killed him. 
Oh, yeah. That kind of raised a question mark in my head. What Dar- about you? Darrow. I mean, we, we see a more calmer, more composed, cold-hearted, in a way, type of Darrow. And, th- and this is probably the one moment we saw, like, vulnerability mm-hmm. and him literally get pushed off the edge to the point where he killed Mr. Victor Green. Yeah, he went from being someone who's so pious and all about God and yeah. his my sanctuary and come to confession and to the point where he other. killed Yeah, and then he killed one someone. The, that's one of the cardinal sins. He's exactly. Like, and breaking the Ten Commandments. Exactly. Like, Thou shalt not kill. Yeah. So that raised a question mark. Why did he kill this guy? I don't know. Maybe I have a prediction about that. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We might get back to that. But I love how Daru makes uh, Crosley and Buker clean up the mess. Yeah. (laughs) Quote, unquote, (laughs) clean up the mess. That was hysterical. Yeah. But I like their moment in the the barn where they're staging a suicide for Mr. Victor Green, hanging him up, and then cracking his His neck. neck. Oh, Oh, goodness. Goodness. This, I, I do have to say, this is probably, like, the worst after show week for me because... Three of my episodes, three of my shows, like everyone dies, and two of them has been neck snapping. I'm like, uh, I don't know what's going on. It's just that sound. It's the universe. So I don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a horrible sound. It and is. Then to hear it twice this week. Marista. Oh, I know it's torture. First yeah. world problems. But okay, yes. So they stage Mr. Victor Green's death. He's done. I love the actual statistics that it's like yeah. this is why we're hanging him up in a barn. Exactly. Not, he uh, busted out with some statistics and things he would have rather have done. Yeah. <laughs> 40% of people actually off themselves in their own private house. home. It's better in the bathtub because you can bleed. Like, jeez. And it's the story behind it that makes it more interesting. Not the fact that it happened, but why it happened. Yeah. Like, Clearly he's done it before. He's been thinking about this for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. It was like, all right, Buker. Yeah. We get you have a dark past, but yeah. I, I think it's the psychology within exactly. him. Exactly. Like, this is why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, that w- that was fun. Actually, you know, just fun for them to kind of bond over. That I think one of the main things of this episode is just death. Right. Death. Like, what we have to do to avoid death, what we have to do to actually cause and create it. Mm-hmm. And just, just the overlying theme of death. Death. Yeah. Um. We'll definitely get more into that because <laughs> there's another big topic to get. But let's quickly talk about Liza. Liza, mm-hmm. still there. Love her. Love her. <laughs> uh, what did you think of her moment when she's trying to address the, the men in the office? Like, this is the importance of what we're <laughs> exactly. doing at this Trinity test and how it's going to affect all of us. You, exactly. And they're, like, not even paying attention at all. They're just eating the muffins. Eating a sandwich. Doing their work, not paying attention to her. Tel- telephones and whatnot. Right, exactly. And just I mean, like I think it just speaks to, like, right. <laughs> so true. I think it just speaks to that time period and kind of, like, what the scenario and all of that that she was in at the time, too. Right. It's hard for a woman to get, you know, their voice heard. And luckily... Um, Charlie came in and said, you guys need to listen to this. And she made a point that, oh, the corn that's in those muffins is actually grown in the canyon where you guys have been running these tests. So <laughs> it's like, mm, happy it's, eating. You might be already ingesting <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. That got their attention. Yes. Yeah. I did love that. I love how Liza, although 
people might not be listening to her right now. She's still fighting the woman oppression that's very heavily going right. on back in those days. She has a voice. Mm-hmm. like, And they're allowing her to actually utilize that voice and do science. What what her main career is, studying botany and but using a voice in a positive way. Right. Even though no one's listening, she still has that freedom to do it. And she's doing important, like, important, go, important Liza, work. Go, Liza, go woman. Yeah, Power. exactly. Love it. Um, and do you think Liza and Frank will get back together again? Because they still seem pretty cold towards each other. Right. I think Liza seems more cold, obviously, towards Frank. Frank mm-hmm. is giving her the googly eyes and all of that. I think Liza's still trying to, I don't know, get over just the whole Frank scenario that happened before and his lies and just Frank's agenda. Um, and so I think they will get back together because you did see a little bit of a warm-up at the end of that little scene with the mm-hmm. two of them. You know, she's like, oh, do you really think I took up baking? And, like, gave yeah. him a smile. Um, so maybe she's warming up. I think yeah. that was more of a just a jab, but... Maybe. 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 It's an interaction, Right, exactly. But, yes, Frank is no longer part of the Army. He's back on the team little boy. and But he's still trying to convince Charlie to be like, hey, this is the voice you have to stand up for everyone who's building this bomb. Right. Um, what did you think of his failed attempt for Charlie? Because let's get into Charlie. Ooh, Charlie's getting dark. <laughs> Very dark. <laughs> Very dark, turning into a completely almost different character, I feel. He's just, I mean, I get what Frank was saying, and Charlie was playing along very well. Very, very well. I think at that moment, maybe he was considering it, um, going Frank's way. But then after all that kind of unfolded with him at home and just thinking about it and probably just ego and mm-hmm. all of that, he decided no we're going to drop the bomb. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, before we get to this speech, oh, okay. let's do Charlie, because Charlie's connected to a lot of these people. Right. Leading up to his big and grand big thing. Yes. speech. Uh, Charlie and Abby, trouble on the home front. Yeah. Still, we see Abby sends their son away, away from Charlie. Mm-hmm. What do we think of Abby? Because we see Abby, she... Gets the letter from John Tadlock, Jean's husband, survived husband, mm-hmm. because she thinks she's still, she's the one who's right. responsible for Jean. But we also find that Darrow plays the voice recording back, and it was Charlie who told Darrow to set up a hit on Jean Tatlock. Yeah. And that causes a big rift between Charlie and Abby. What do you think of this whole showdown? Ooh, the drama. Oh like, my oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. At first, I was like, see, Abby, this is what happens when you start poking your nose. (laughs) It kind of sets off this chain reaction. It did. It set off a huge... And she got fired. Right, exactly. So now she doesn't have a job. Now she's just bored. And her kid's not there. So it's like... (laughs) And she's on the cusp of losing her husband Husband, now, too. She's going to be all alone. Exactly. So, (laughs) get it together. She did not think that one through. No. But, um, I mean, it showed kind of... A different side of Charlie. Like, I, I, for some reason, it never dawned on me that it came from him. Because I remember that conversation, but I guess I didn't 
it didn't like register like oh that's what they would actually do same you here know? yeah it's interesting the second time they played it back exactly I saw it in a completely different perspective exactly I was like that's brilliant right who knew <laughs> that that would actually become a hit and an actual murder right because when I was saying it it didn't when they were having that conversation, it didn't feel like Dara was going to be like, okay, let's do this. They're just kind of like, uh, you know. It didn't seem as threatening exactly. and as lethal as it turned out to be. Exactly. And now she's just, she's, yeah, she's not having it with Charlie. Which, I mean, I don't blame her. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame her. <laughs> like, she has every right exactly. to be upset with Charlie. Exactly. Especially the fact that she thought that it was her that really did. Mm-hmm kill this woman. And Charlie allowed that to keep going on into making Abby think she was responsible. Exactly. That's cold. Good husbands don't do that. No. What kind of monster are you? Good husbands don't do a lot of things that Charlie's been up to, so... Oh my goodness. Yeah, Yeah, so, yes, trouble on the home front, which also just kind of just leads Charlie to the the actual Trinity test. Now we're Mm -hmm. getting to it. Okay. He changes his whole perspective for his voice for the t- committee team. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his grand speech and his whole objecting and reasoning behind why they should drop the atomic bomb in the heart of Japan? Yeah. When he first stood up to say the speech, because the original plan was he was supposed to go last to get the final word. That's what Frank mm-hmm. wanted him to do. And he ended up going first, like even cutting off Oppenheimer. Um at first I didn't know where he was going with it. It kind of sounded like he was going to go that route, but then it took a turn. <laughs> and serious turn. he pretty much said, you know, we can own being monsters and we can either have peace or love and it's better to have, I think he said peace, right? So we that's can be why, loved right? or we can have peace. Exactly. And he just wants to show kind of the might and the power that. that they have. Yeah. That that it was is, just it, it was it was a very like wow speech. <laughs> it was it yeah. was a total totalitarian type yeah. of mentality exactly. And I wrote down one of the quotes: "Let's be monsters today to stop the monsters of tomorrow." Tomorrow, right? Which are you really that adamant about such a project that the government allowed you to do to humanistically go? To, I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> but on the human level, think be the monsters of today. Right. Like, we are going to be the bad guys. Right. Is that okay? Is that okay with America? It doesn't matter what other people think of us so long as we show in our dominance and power. I get, yeah, that's... By dropping a bomb. On people. On innocent Innocent people. people. Schools, hospitals. Children. Children. Women. Yeah. Everybody. And he even said for maximum level destruction. Yeah. Like, not at just... An, at an altitude <laughs> with the maximum radius. Yeah. And that's how his mind thinks. Crazy. It's calculated. Right. And it's right. scientific. It's not... It's not looking at the human. human. Right. The human. But I think... I'm sure there were some scientists that thought that way as well. Because, I mean, some of them maybe looked at this job as a way to serve their country in war, obviously. Mm. You know, some people can go into the military and then this is like the scientist's way. So maybe that's kind of where, you know, his mind was too, but because that's part of showing might of America. 
But it was just... In the wrong way. In the wrong way. Complete wrong way. But yeah. The problem with Charlie is that right now he's becoming quite just... It, trying to think of the word <laughs> but he just he has no good reasoning behind this i mean it, he can put it into a speech where people would listen and mm-hmm. bear persuasive speech but he's a sociopath right he's he's an actual sociopath with no feelings towards how this would affect other people right right must be the monsters of today which is yeah because no one cares. Who says that? Like, <laughs> who says that back in 1945? Exactly. And it is, yeah. Wow. Be the monsters who erased the city without warning. Right. Catastrophic. And I'm like, all right, Charlie, I'm not sure if I just like you as a character anymore. Right. Because you had that type of reasoning behind something so drastic in the world. Exactly. I mean, you could just see everything about him is so dark and gloomy it's like he has a cloud over his head 24 7 kind of i feel like and it shows in the speech it's just just about dropping the bomb about yeah. showing his might because it's his you know it's like his baby i have I, this is what i work so hard for and that's what's that because yeah the bomb is his baby he has nothing he really doesn't have anything, anything. else left no he lost he's losing his wife right his he s- lost his son now mm-hmm. and then the bomb actually his dad drops is- his you dad know, is whatever. gone. <laughs> yeah. MIA again. But when the bomb actually drops, what else will he have besides his knowledge and science? He'll have his name in history. Is that good enough, though? I don't. I, to some is people. Is that good enough for him? I think for him, it's good enough. You think so? I think so. I think okay. for his character, I think it's good enough for him. It was great speech. Yeah. I mean, crazy, awesome monologue. Mm -hmm. I can see people do that at acting auditions. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was very telling for a character choice. Right. It's like, all right, Charlie, I started to like you, but now it gave me every reason not to. Not so much, yeah. Really sad. But another big character who's kind of on the way out, Meeks. Meeks! Yeah. All right. As we know, Meeks is attached to a lot of people, but we see Meeks and Nora. Nora, again, be like, hey, you got to keep your cool. Mm-hmm. Don't leave. Because it's too obvious if you leave, then you look like a guilty party, and he is. Mm-hmm. But that sounds like, I feel like every time we see their conversations together, it's always the same thing. Right. We get it. <laughs> um, but what do you think of Fritz? Fritz and Meeks and that kind of friendship still kind of going on? Yeah, I think without knowing Fritz is just so sad and depressed about everything. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. He doesn't even want to go to the Trinity no. test. He's just he's just like I've seen enough death. There's just been too much death. I am super sad. I just yeah, I felt so bad for him. Um but as far as Meeks goes and Nora, I think it was a very interesting exchange, especially because now she's in charge. Now that her dad is gone, mm-hmm. she's calling the shots. and Changing the plan. She's completely changing like, the plan. That's going to bite you, too, going rogue. No one, yeah. Because you're under someone else's influence, and they're going to not be happy with exactly. you. Exactly. And I think part of that is probably just she knows that Meeks doesn't know that that's her dad, right? Because she no. said that some the other guy was in um, the bear. What do they call it? Perseus. Not Perseus. Um, her dad, Mister Green, Doctor uh, Green. 
Dr. Dr. Green. Green. Yes. Was that, that they had taken him into custody. But I don't think that okay. Meeks knows that that's her dad. Right. So I think she's just maybe out of anger and revenge wants to pretty much blow up all the scientists at the test. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, What again, did you think like, about that? I hope. Oh. <laughs> Right, Meeks, Meeks, and Norm. Like, I don't want to root for you guys either. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's like because your reasoning no, behind ma'am. things is like, no, no. I it, it was more so that I get they want to. It's all pretty much like minimal loss. That right. I think that's their mentality. It's like let's affect the least amount of people. Some people will get hurt because this is a war. Right. Some people will get hurt, but let's literally have it be the minimal loss. But the reasoning behind it is not the strongest, only because they they really don't, they are in no position of power. Mm-hmm. They are under other people. And when they're trying to use their power and knowledge and whatnot, even Meeks, he's on the team, but he's not a leader. Exactly. So they are literally in no position to oppose anyone. Right. They're just pretty much bystanders having an opinion, be like, we're going to try to sabotage these guys in any possible way. Right. But they're not strong enough for me to care for them, for me to like them, for me to root for them. Right. And definitely not rooting for them. <laughs> no. I don't no. think anybody, I mean, no, if you no, are no. rooting for them, yeah. <laughs> question. then you might need to watch the show again. Right. Exactly. But again, it's just they are literally in no position of power to do anything. Right. They're just stuck. And you see Meeks kind of freak out about that. He's like, let's just stick to the plan. Why are you? Why are you changing it? Why no, are you deviating? No, no. Yeah, exactly. And she brings up this point of, you know, you can delay it as much as you want, but it's still going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're still going to detonate it. But if we kill all of them, if we kill them now, then what was her line? There'll be no more bombs or atomic bombs. I think ever it was kind yeah. of the gist of it. And like it'll never happen. The thing with Nora, she kind of had the same mentality as Charlie too. It's like this girl's kind of crazy, right? Um, she said she pretty much convinces Meeks to sabotage the Trinity test, which we saw in the flash. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, flash four technically of the first That's opening scene right. of season two that Meeks is sneaking in. Um, so she convinces Meeks to sabotage the test, but she says the line one terrible thing today. Let us do one terrible thing today. Right. On on par with monsters today, stop the monsters of tomorrow. I'm mm, like, mm-hmm. really? Exactly. I, I see where you two are in Charlie's for <laughs> America. Yeah. Charlie's for America? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Nora. Girl needs to leave. Yeah. She's kind of crazy. And also her boyfriend left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> don't forget, don't remember his name. Right. But uh, anything else about this episode? Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about how now Crosley is suspecting... Right. Oh, my goodness. Me. That is, yeah, that's yes, huge. That's a big, huge. Big thing. Yes, huge. thank Because he went into Fritz's room. Fritz was watching uh, uh, his wedding tape and happened to see Meek's or Crosley happened to see Meeks with the uh, B uh, hat, Brooklyn. which stands for Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dodger hat, 
And I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because we saw that wedding a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. The actual wedding. Did not even think about the that. The thing that gives Meeks up is the hats. The hat. The Brooklyn. hats. Yeah. We know that there's a, also someone in Brooklyn who's also a spy. Right. He's an informant there. Yeah. Passing information. So now Crosley suspects. It's Meeks. Meeks was the one who went to Brooklyn. Exactly. Instead of going home to see his mother, who supposedly died. Died. Right. Yeah. And I I love how Crosley, again, because we saw last episode, he's an official American citizen. Yes. He looked, he was awesome in this episode. He was. He was so good. His part and authority working for America in all the right ways. Exactly. I was like, this is what America should look like. (laughs) Exactly. And he's British. Exactly. Like, how ironic is that? Yeah. Um, so I really liked Crosley and just him putting two to two together. I think he's the one good person we can root for. Right. Unless they kill him. That'd no! be horrible. You can't kill Crosley. <laughs> you can't kill Crosley. It's so funny because we've seen like his character just completely transform, which I love. Love it. Completely love it. And I think he's just a spot on good as a good as a CIA agent. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not CIA yet, you know. But you know where it's going. He's yeah. voicing the general American opinion exactly. of that time. Right. And in a way, it still coincides with today's society. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, we still understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's brilliant. And I think that's just great character development. Right. Um, I second that. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, maybe let's get into predictions. Okay. Then. Oh. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So many things happen. Yes. What do you think is going to happen in the future? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I have a couple of predictions. Okay. So I think, you know how we fashed, or flashed forward in the first season episode, mm-hmm. um, and we see that Meeks is obviously at um, the Trinity test. And was it Darrow that was in kind of like the bunker thing saying not to let Frank yeah. in? If you right? find Frank, don't right. let him in. Okay, so... I think there's like a 50-50 chance of like one of these two things happening. So either Darrow's in on it with Meeks because he killed the other Russian spy, maybe thinking if we torture him, he's going to give it up. Right. So maybe he knows and he knows that Meeks is there and maybe by that time he'll find out that Frank knows about Meeks and doesn't want him on the the project or the test site. Or it could just be that... Uh, Charlie finds out that Frank, or Frank finds out that Charlie um, completely went against him and the plan during the community mm. and um, goes kind of ballistic and, right. Oh, wow. Isn't allowed. So that's, yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> I know, right? I kind of love it. <laughs> um, the, okay, so going off of that, do mm-hmm. you think Darrow, because he killed Victor Green, do you think Darrow is a spy and he was afraid that Victor would give up too much information? I think so, because even Crosley said, you know, when they, when he was at the barn with, uh, what's his name? Burr. Buker. Buker. I always Buker. forget. Buker. When he was at the barn with Buker, he's like, didn't you think it was weird that, you know, Darrow went in there and killed our only, like... Our, our only victim? <laughs> yeah, our exactly. Witness? Really? Witness. Of, what do you call it? Like, cap- informant? Yeah. Inform, exactly. If we that, could get information? Isn't that kind of weird? Like, no jury, no nothing, no, just kind of did it on his own. Like, he raised that question. Yeah. So, 
It could be. I kind of think. Maybe. It would be a very good plant. I think we've all speculated Daro's not the man that he's claiming right. to be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a spy. I think, but also, it seems a little too obvious if he was a spy. Right. They're just playing it up that maybe he's just a shady dude. <laughs> It could be. <laughs> He's got some level of kind of craziness like, going oh, on. I don't know. You, you're kind of contradictory there. You're praying right. every single day. And, and then you go and yeah. And then you kill someone. Kill someone, yeah. Maybe something's just kind of loose up there in the head. Right. Uh, for Charlie, what do you think is going to happen with him and his his big, grand speech of dropping the bomb? And as we know, in historical right. <laughs> events that the bombs were dropped but what do you think is going to happen to charlie i think i think you probably lose abby mm-hmm. um definitely yeah which means abby. them losing his son which means there's really nothing to go back home to so possibly after the manhattan project i don't even know if you know the show's going to go that far but he probably will just stay in los alamos i'm guessing i don't know do you think there'll be an actual explosion this season? I hope so. I hope so, especially for your oh sake. My goodness. I know you want to see something explode. <laughs> I do. Yeah, exactly. Because we're just working all these episodes up to a test. Exactly. Not even the actual explosion, but we're getting closer to the actual day where they mm-hmm. detonate the bombs because the Trinity test happened in July of 1945. And right. as we know... The, the bombs, atomic bombs, were dropped in August of 1945. Mm-hmm. So we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. And I think I think for this season, we'll see the Trinity test. This I think season? so. Yeah, I think just the probably first, the finale. Just the first bomb? Right, the gadget, the first bomb down it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, prediction. Ooh, let's okay. hear it. <laughs> what if, if we if we did get a season three for this show? Which we're hoping. Great. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> are. would be great. Yes. Um, what if... The finale of season two, we get the actual bomb job mm-hmm. of the first one. You mean, are you and talking about the one on Hiroshima? Yes. Or? The, oh, the, okay, the, wow. the first, okay. just the first bomb. And then the, which we know two days later, they they dropped the second right. one. A lot can happen in two days. And I think WGN in Manhattan has the capabilities of going deep into character yeah. and how it affects them and the world and the chemistry and just... Ooh, that sounds so good. And the government <laughs> politics altogether, uh-huh. all within two days, within 13 episodes. Ooh. And for them leading up to the decision of dropping a second bomb. I love it. How crazy would that be? <laughs> I am sold on that. WGN, exactly. I hope you're listening. I am so I sold. I expect royalties sometime be in the middle. Awesome to see. Awesome. Because yes. like, you'd be able to go so deep into those characters. It would be great. Yeah. And just to see everyone's reaction. And I'm just saying, just for practicality mm-hmm. reasons and television programming and keeping an audience engaged, show a freaking bomb. Right. It's like, we know it's devastating, and the, but, like, show an explosion of some physical progression of all these episodes, what they're leading up to. Right. Because for an audience, they're, people's attention spans are that long. Yeah. And if they keep doling it out and not showing us the goods in that right. way, they're not going to retain their audience. Right. So just show us something very, very exciting in that way. Give us something to root for. See, I think that's why we'll see the Trinity test. Yeah. That's, that's a the huge actual. explosion. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that's a that huge explosion. True. So I think we'll see that. Um, but yeah, I think that's also why they, they're, like, skipping forward so much. Like, we skipped, what, two months? This, this oh, lap, full between two these months. Last yeah. Two 
episodes, so yeah. Because I think one of the, probably one of the last big historical events that can just pinpoint a time mm-hmm. was the Adolf Hitler's death. Right. And then now we're into the Trinity test. Right. So, all right, fun episode. Yes, loved it. Loved it. Where can everyone keep following? Everyone can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Alina Vision. That's A-L-I-N-A-V-I-S-S-I-O-N. And great, you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, Podcast One, Stitcher, all those fun places <laughs> at AfterBuzz TV. Make sure to rate, comment, leave a comment and, you know, description and all that. And mm-hmm. maybe we'll shout you out. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.